Good morning, everybody, and, and welcome. The young man who was brought before the judge, and um, the judge said to him, why are you arrested? What are we doing? And the guy says, he says, I was shopping early for Christmas. And the judge says, shopping for Christmas? That's not, that's no offense. How early? The judge says, probably about three hours before the store opened. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. This is uh, the Advent season. And uh, actually, I like these vestments. Unfortunately, one more week, and then we discharge them again. So it's just been getting used to them, and all, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you go on to something else. But having said that, I think this is the Advent season. It, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful season. It just seems to pass uh, so quickly every year. So already, Already we're at you know, the third season of Advent, uh, Sunday of Advent, two weeks from today is actually, is actually Christmas Day. So the primary characters we come across during the Advent season, first of all, Isaiah. You find Isaiah during, there's a reading from Isaiah for the four weeks of Advent in a row. Uh, also today, uh, we have, we encounter, or should I say last Sunday, we encountered John the Baptist and this weekend. John the Baptist again, and uh, a little bit of Jesus, and then next week, uh, Mary, Mary, the mother of God. So Isaiah, as you know, is, a, a key, is the key prophet in the Old Testament, uh, living about 700 years before the time of Christ, a man of tremendous, tremendous faith, tremendous awareness of God's presence in his life. And so for the people of his time and for the people of all times, time and again, he reminds them of God's presence and the fact, especially for people of our time, that the Messiah is coming into a world. Then this past today, last Sunday, we encountered John the Baptist. John is a sort of a very rough, uh, uh, charismatic, uh, almost... Uh, sharp kind of, kind of prophet. Uh, he, we're told that he, he, appears, he appears in Judea, and all the people were told uh, the, in the desert of Judea, uh, he dressed in, in the uniform of a prophet. The people come out to meet him, and straight away his message, his message is sharp. Uh, it's hard. Uh, it's hard-hitting message right, right into their faces. Even, even the Jewish people, the scribes and Pharisees of the day, he refers to them, he says, you brood of vipers, a bunch of, bunch of snakes, he says. And then he says, prepare yourselves for the wrath to come. He says, the ice is laid to the root of the tree. And if the doesn't, tree doesn't bear good fruit, he says, he says, he who is to come will separate the wheat from the chaff, and the chaff will be burned on in unquenchable fire, a very tough, judgmental, harsh message. Also, at the same time, he reminded people that he wasn't the Messiah. Rather, he was preparing the way for the Messiah. And then at the very beginning of today's gospel reading, we encounter Christ himself. And we're told that by then, John the Baptist is in prison. Because, as I say, he was in people's face. He was even in the face of, uh, of, uh, of uh, the, the ruler of, of uh, the state. And he said to him, he said, hurry, he says, it's not right for you to be living with your brother's wife. And so he, got, he, got, he, he, got, he was thrown into prison. And so in prison, in prison, uh, he was hearing a variety of messages, especially with regard to the Messiah. 
And so he sends his messengers to, uh, to uh, Jesus to say, are you he who is to come? Or are we to look for somebody else? Are you, are you not? Are you or are you not the Messiah? Jesus didn't say I am, but he says, judge by, by my actions. He says, and really Jesus' message was a message, a message of compassion and mercy. He says, the blind see, the deaf hear, the, the uh, lame walk, the poor have the good news preached to them. A fair, very powerful message, message of, of compassion and forgiveness, which is really the, the, which is really the, the, the message of, of, uh, that pro, uh, is proposed elsewhere as far as what the Messiah would, would be like. Now, whether or not John bought into that message, uh, we don't know because very soon after that, John lo lost his own head, okay? He actually gave his life, gave his life for, for his preaching. So, uh, well, I would like to take that phrase today and apply it not just to back then, but apply it to our situation today. Are you he who is to come? Or are you looking for somebody else? And you know, the time in which we're living these last couple of weeks, you can almost feel that there is a little bit of excitement in the air, isn't there? People are busy, uh, a lot of shopping, a lot, a lot of people working, a lot of people uh, putting up lights, etc., etc. So you get the impression that there is something, there is something going on. So what are we looking for? Are we looking for he who is to come or are we looking for somebody else? It seems to me that, you know, we, so over the years we talk about putting Christ into Christmas. It seems to me that today there is a sort of a, a concerted effort to drive Christ out of, out of Christmas. Nowadays, it's all, anywhere you go, it's all happy, ho happy holidays, whatever that's all about, okay? Also, for those of you who are at the Winter Park Parade, which went on for nearly all day, by the way, and uh, Winter Park Parade, uh, there was one religious symbol in the whole parade, and that was the Men's of St. Margaret Mary Parish, which was... Uh, uh, they did their best, they did their bit to... to uh, to integrate a little bit of religion into an otherwise very, very secular, a very, very secular event. Now, I'm not here to say poo-poo to, to uh, those who are saying happy holidays, make this a nice season for family and friends and stuff like that. That is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And you know that as well as I do. But that's not the, the issue, really. The issue is to go back and say, are you, do you believe in he who is to come? or are we to look for somebody else? What about he who is to come? What do we do in preparation for the coming of the Messiah into our lives at Christmas time? I think that's the real question for, for, uh, for the Christian community on this day. And as I say, there's a lot going on with regard to decorations, all that stuff out there. But when we talk about preparation to meet Christ, we're talking not necessarily about what's out there, we're talking about what's going on, what's going on here. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. It's not just what's out there, it's also what's in here. Now the very fact that you're here at Mass celebrating the Eucharist in, is in itself, the Eucharist is central to our faith, so the very fact of uh, celebrating that event on this day is certainly a way of preparing ourselves for it coming in, into our lives. But I think there is some, something that's even more 
fundamental than that, and that is the whole question of uh, repentance. Turn away from sin, turn back to God. When I was little, which is not yesterday or the day before, it's actually a few years ago, but back then everybody, everybody prepared the way of the Lord by availing of the sacrament of penance. You know as well as I do that the sacrament of penance has fallen into a certain amount, a certain amount of healthy or unhealthy decay. Now, personally, and I say this with regard to what happens in my life today as much as 50 years ago, I've always hated going to confession. I'd say that I can say that, I can say that, I still do it, and do it fairly regularly, but I hate it every time that I have to do it. But on the other hand, I know that sometimes what's difficult is ultimately what is good, what is good for the soul. And so I challenge you this morning to ask yourself, when is the last time when is the last time you were at confession? When is the last time you turned away from sin and turned back to God in a very real way by acknowledging your sins to somebody else? It's easy to say, well, I'll tell my sins to God. But God can be online. He can be paying attention to somebody else. So he's not too, too worried about your sins at this point in time. So the, the ability, the, the ability to, to, in a sense, confront your sins honestly and to tell them to somebody else it can be extremely rewarding in it can be extremely rewarding in your life. The danger, I think, also is besides, when, it, when, it, when we've been away for 10 years or 15 or 20 years or whatever, well, we say, well, I don't know how to go to confession anymore. I say, so what? You know, there is a formula, a confessional formula, but whether you know it or don't know it, it's no big deal. Okay, just bring your sins. And, and also, at least from my perspective, and Father Henry, I know him better than he knows himself sometimes. But I, I think he would agree with me that, you know, to, to listen to people who have been to confession, away from confession, 10, 15, 20 years, 25 years, if you want to make a, pre, a priest out of a priest, then tell him that you've been gone 25 years, and then you make his job somewhat worthwhile. So don't ever be afraid, no matter what sin it is, do not be afraid to confront it, tell it to the priest, and ask for his absolution. You got that? You got that? Because I think, it's, I think it is so important and so necessary, and as I say, this is the time of year to do it. It's easy to say, well, you know, I know I need to do it, but I'll do it for Easter. And then you come around to Easter, you say, well, you know, I'll do it next year. So there's always that. It's something that, that's difficult, so you like, to, you like to put it off. One thing I can say to you is, when I look around this church today, many people who were here like two or three years ago, they are no longer here because it's amazing from year to year we lose so many people through death and, and other reasons. So if you are healthy today and in good spirits, you know that the Lord is knocking on your door at this point in time. So if you really want to celebrate this season properly, on Monday evening, we're having a communal penance service. We have several other individual services after that, but the Monday evening service, which is 7 o'clock tomorrow evening, we'll have at least 13 priests here. Uh, so you have, a, you have a choice, as it were. Actually, I give the priest a call. It says, are you doing anything on Monday evening? He says, well, I'm not sure. I says, we need you here at St. Margaret Mary to hear confessions. I knew he hasn't heard confessions in a long time as a bishop. I know he'd be rusty, but this is an opportunity for him to, in a sense, to, to tear off rust in his life as well. Okay? So I'd just like to conclude by saying, this is the Lord, not me. The Lord is knocking on your door right now. And this Sunday, this Sunday, the third Sunday of Advent, it's uh, Gaudete Sunday, 
pink candle, okay, really what the pink candle is reminding us, Gaudete in Domino means rejoice in the Lord. So if you want to truly rejoice in the Lord during this final part of Advent season, then I think the way in which you can truly do it is in it through the, you know, your opportunity to avail of the sacrament of penance in your life. Amen.